Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you serious? Uh, prolapsed. 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 Um, perforated then? Is it just like... Perforated's got little holes. If you had a perforated bum hole... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what would cause that. Multiple bum holes. Sitting on a hard brush. Okay. <laughs> Perforate your bum hole. <laughs> I still don't know why we don't have like proper little bidet things. Do you know what? Well, you know so, what? Do you know what I saw in Indonesia? They got like, it's just a fucking hose. Yeah. Like when I'm... <laughs> Wait, that when takes... Really, like, that could take yeah. skin off but though, isn't it? it's also like... I mean, it's fine out there because it's like super hot. But yeah. you have to take off all your clothes. Just because otherwise you're just going to get water everywhere. You have to take all your clothes off on the side. Squat over the thing and then... <laughs> How many seconds do you reckon you could take of constant... Of top, nah, constant it's, stream? It's... Nah, there'll be some fucking vet in there, innit? Some, <laughs> some like woman in her 50s like... Fucking God! <laughs> I don't know why she's Scottish. <laughs> Fucking come on! I'm ready. Crazy, man. Um, right, so, Dev, you know last week we were speaking about micro penises and sex. Actually, by the way, today... Why were we talking about micro penises? It just... It, uh, why does that come up in our conversations? I, d- I don't know. We were talking about shock jocks and it came up. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- before like we get into that, show, on today's show, we have uh, Dame Baptiste popped in and he actually spoke about homemade bidets actually on a very similar homemade homemade bidets i think that's one of the things you shouldn't make at home it's I, I, do you know what you just got to listen to that bit of the show you you listen you just got to listen to today's explanation and it's, i think it's something i'm going to try k curds mentioned it on the show a previous guest danes mentioned it i'm going to be trying it's, homemade listen, bidet. We're, we're all doing all right yeah yeah <laughs> we're all doing all right <laughs> making a couple of quid yeah when it comes to like bummer yeah, hygiene, yeah. let's push the boat out a little bit. It's know? it's go premium. I'm, I'm with you for, for when you're at home, but when you're on the go, you need a solution. And at the moment, I don't think there's a product. And Dane explains it to me. Oh. So this is a thing that people are using that, that we're not aware of. I there. think there is, you know, and you being a tech podcast, you should be you should be up to speed. I mean, you talk about, about shit enough, isn't it? There's what about those? What are they called? One wipe Charlies. So that's, one, supposed to be one an, that's supposed to be an on-the-go bidet. I've never heard of that. Yeah. A one-wipe Charlie. They're, they're, Can I Google that? I reckon you could get sponsored by a one-wipe Charlie. A one-wipe Charlie. Get sponsored by it. One-wipe Charlie's. One-wipe and it's all gone. One-wipe Charlie. Is this a real thing? Oh, no, it just says Not flushable. It just says flushable wipes there. Oh. Uh, they made it seem like it was more... Try, look, 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 look for portable bidet. Portable <laughs> bidet. <laughs> portable... Bidet. 
Whoa, Whoa. what is that? Nah. There's portable bidets. Nah, look at the budget one on the over the right for three pounds. There's a three pound one. That thirty what, quid. What am I looking at? Whoa! What am I? Is that is that supposed to go in front of your arsehole? Is that supposed to go in front of your arsehole or? Oh yeah, so sorry to, to, to explain to people just listening. It looks like an electric toothbrush, but instead yeah. of a brush at the top, it looks like it looks like like a mini shower you could torture somebody by putting that little bit at the top you know like the, the bit at the top of it at the tip of their dick and just going <laughs> <laughs> where is she be, some... uh, I'm not telling <laughs> <laughs> where is she <laughs> some sicker out right there is going to yeah. be well into that in it come on Get the, well, what does this say about it so the, the, the description um, well let's see some of the reviews there's only two ratings two ratings for this Do there any reviews for it one Great custom, product, one works really well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they're in a rush. Didn't have shit in my underwear yeah. afterwards. Works great. That was pretty oh, good. They got, and then where's the three pound one? There's a three pound one there. That's just like a water bottle. See, now that's the sort of thing you don't want to leave in your gym bag. That, and somebody comes along and goes, can I just have a sip of your water? <laughs> oh, cheers, man. I, I, like, <laughs> like, I, I like how in the diagrams it specified for woman round the front, for man. Round the back. back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. so aggressive. So basically, the, the three pound one is kind of in line with kind of what Dane was getting on with. Right. So yeah, that's comedian Dane Baptiste. And we'll get into the conversation that we had. It gets, it gets real deep as well, Dev. We'll press play on it in a little bit. Because um, unfortunately, you weren't here for that. <coughs> Sorry about that, mate. I actually was here, but I was, I was late. And I didn't want to barge in halfway through the recording, so I sat outside and yeah. ate my lunch. Once <laughs> I listened to your muffled chat through the door. How was your lunch? It was really good. It was what? downstairs. What did you have? From downstairs. I don't know. Something like chicken and potatoes thing. And mm. even though there was there was a lack of seasoning, but you know, what, do you know what? I'll excuse lack of seasoning if there's still moisture. So I don't know. However, they prepared it. Plenty of moisture. Mm. It wasn't that seasoning. Well. So it was moist. Yeah, it was right. seasoning. It was pretty good. <clears throat> so. Last week, for some reason, we were talking about micro penises. I think we were talking about shock jocks, and we and there was a, a popular shock jock who had loads of micro penises. Howard Stern, Howard Stern, Very famous that's it. radio yeah. show, yeah, in America, exactly, yeah. And then yeah, we started talking about sex tech at CES as well. Well, someone from the adult website manyvids.com team they heard our response, our episode, and they were um, basically they've reached out to us with an offer that we couldn't refuse, right? Or membership. So, something DVDs. I mean that's that DVDs <laughs> 2001 um, right now so I'll give you a bit of background first though right now many vids is not your usual adult website it's run by a former adult performer Bella French right now before I, can I see a picture of Bella French yeah, I wonder if Bella French Bella. was in my favourites I thought he was going to say Bella Donna she was one of my favourites she was great who's Bella Donna here she is I don't I don't recognise her not with all the clothes on, anyway. Yeah, we have fun. Um, right, oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's run by Bella French. Now, before before launching it, she quickly realised that in porn there were several loopholes and common industry-wide bad practices that meant that her own adult content was getting pirated and distributed everywhere. So you know, like when you watch free porn, you know they've not always signed off for it to be there. Do you know I, what I, mean? I have a premium sus- subscription to porn. Do you really? Yeah. Can I ask what? Um, wh- which one? Yeah, Pornhub, Pornhub. And the reason being, I actually signed up when I was with somebody, and I was that committed to being. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> That's so pathetic. <laughs> I was that 
I, I wanted to be faithful so badly that yeah. I thought, let me get premium service. Mm. That way, anytime I get an urge, you know what I mean? I go, well, I've got access to sort of anything <laughs> I want to look at. And I'll be honest, it did help. It really did help. What does a premium service give you when you're on porn generally? Uh, no ads. Mm-hmm. Which, uh. <laughs> Just thinking like you're that much in a rush, like, <laughs> and that can kill the mood a little bit. I only see like the five second thing before it. You're like, I don't want those five see seconds. Too long. <laughs> you've killed the mood by that point. Like, Show me an ad for like, I don't know, some like dick enlargement pills or the worst is like you know the computer games that they advertise on porn sites where it's like. Guarantee you'll come in five minutes <laughs> to play this game. <laughs> I don't want to play a computer game and come. I'll keep those two separate. I'll play computer games and then I'll come. Like, I'll just uh, keep, keep those two things separate. Um, the worst you get. Um, there'll be like certain... I, I, it's embarrassing I know that much about this. But there'll be certain types of... Uh, what would you call it? Like a brand of porn. Like, you know, blacked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you know, blacked. Fake taxi. Yeah, fake taxi. Um... What's the uh, in- oh, one with the couch, the fake interview one? What's it? Uh, come on, Bill, you know this. Where where's do you want to go, love? Um, yeah, that, no, there's the there's the interview one, the the couch where they interview fake, fake if, uh, the fake uh, casting couch. That's it, casting yeah, couch. Yeah. 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 Well, Why is Bill pretending that he didn't? They fucking knew. And some uh, and there's like some some pretty good independents as well that right. will upload, say like a teaser clip. To the regular website, and yeah. then they'll do the full video on the on the premium one. So you're getting like the you're not getting like the seven minute long videos. You're getting like the 34, 30, 40, 45 minute hour just, videos. Just like to see it through to the end when and when they finish. You watching the whole hour that because that's a oh, that's uh, watching the whole hour. What they, what they also do? Why do I know so much about this? What they also do? They have um, they sort of like, like marks along the video, so it will be like blowjob and then a bit further in the video it's like doggy style and then at the end they'll be like come shut so you they'll can mark it for you yeah, yeah yeah so you can like line up where which bit you want to watch and where it's it's actually really clever and then what we also do is if there's an an uh, a performer in the scene that you like yeah you can click on their profile they have all of their videos you can subscribe to them you can you can like add them to your favorites and then anytime they put up content You'll be alerted. It's very, it's very clever. Do you know when I realised maybe I was watching a little bit too much? When you got porn alerts, maybe. Yeah, maybe when you get notifications <laughs> on your phone. Right? <laughs> and you're like, yes. <laughs> no, do you know when I realised I was watching too much porn? Uh. I started to be able to recognise cock and balls. Like, they were nut sacks. But I'd go, hey, I know this guy. He's great. He really... Yeah. He, full of gusto, this one. I like it. He's, yeah. This guy's going places. He's hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I actually gave a mate of mine a hard time for he'll I won't say his name because he will actually murder me if I said this I remember one time we were having a chat and it came up in conversation I said to him who's your favourite porn star yeah <laughs> he, he went like this this is how long he left you ask me and I'll do what he did yeah. okay right and how long he left it before he gave an answer okay I'll right. ask my question who's your favourite porn star mm, Mr Marcus <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with your favourite porn star being a guy. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's just the way. Like, you sure? You sure you don't want to give it a few more beats? Like, there's no pressure, there's no clock, Mr. Marcus. (laughs) But, like, that being said, yeah, I do have 
a lot of female porn stars that I, I'm I'm fans I'm I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Some of them retired as well. It's a little bit sad when they retire. Like oh yeah, it's the end of an era. Um, but then I I do have some male performers as well where you, it's sort of like a seal of approval. You know when you see them in the credits or whatever in the opening scene. Uh, with like his knee pads on or something and you're like you know what this is it's gonna be a good <laughs> one <isn't it>? is. <laughs> like I remember what a revelation it was seeing a scene with uh, Lexington Steel when I was, I was like a teenager and um, how can I put this he really goes for it when in the finish do you know what I mean like I uh, do you think See if, see if someone's done a compilation of <laughs> Lexington. No, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. Not, 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 not one where you see anything. You just have to hear him, okay? You just have to hear him. Like, oh, wow. I didn't know. I didn't know you were allowed to do that. Hang on, let's see. Lexington still a compilation. Oh, oh the internet's not having it, though. Come on. Anyway, right, so... Oh, yeah, what was we supposed to be talking about? <laughs> uh, Bella French, yeah, so... Um, Nothing, one. So she was either going to leave the industry or sort shit out. So she launched her own website, Many Vids, in 2014 and um, pledged to challenge the way that content creators work forever. Now, basically, the website supports any kind of porn star ever. So, you know, LGBTQ2+, yeah? I, feel, uh, I don't think you said that right. Uh, LGBTQ2+. Okay. There we go. There we go. Uh, the whole community. And um, basically, you create content on there, you share it, you get paid for it without the worry that it will get pirated and it makes happier performers and I think happier, more content. So, yeah. you know, as somebody who pays for porn, maybe you'd invest in that dev, right? Now, since 2014... When you say like that, it sounds so <laughs> seedy, doesn't it? Bruv, you just made porn. us watch porn in the studio, bruv. Two shots. Two money shots. You're like, look, like, look, look, listen, listen. You sh- want sh- this sh- Listen, listen. <laughs> you made us watch that, bro. All right, anyway, since 2014... <laughs> Many vids has grown a lot, right? Today, it's in the top 900 most visited sites in the world. Wow. There's almost 2 billion websites in the world. I couldn't even top name like 10 websites. Do you get what, bruv? I probably don't visit more than 10 websites in a year. Bruv. So it's in the top 900. It's in the top 900. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's the number one cam site in the world as well. Now, Bella's gone on. She's won a bunch of awards. She's changing the game. She's fucking killing it, right? She's well respected in the industry, but also there's something called Rate My Dick, which has come into play on our website and it's doing very well. So as well as sharing content, all right, on well, it's been good to see, you, bro. Really, really good to catch up. And um, sorry about the whole Lexington still porn thing. Yeah, if you think that was weird, it's about to get even more weird. <laughs> We're not rating each other's dicks, okay? That's. That's not happening. Stay in the room, bruv. We're cool. We're cool, yeah. We're ready to have, this. <laughs> have a quick drink, bruv. Have a drink. Let's chill mind. out, man. Let's chill find out, another man. way to kill an hour. All right, let's. That <laughs> <laughs> was well as well as sharing video content on many vids. The stars have a storefront so they can sell tangible items, underwear, photos. They can send financial requests like pay my rent, buy me dinner, buy me something nice, pay for my Netflix, whatever. So pan- fans can pay for some of their favorite model stuff, but they can also pay for something called rate my dick. Now, Rate My Dick was launched by one of their most popular stars, Destiny Diaz. Rate My Dick has become a phenomenon and a popular revenue stream for models on the ManyVid site. Now, there's an artist called Destiny Diaz, a performer, shall I say, and she's become so good at selling her dick rating service, 
She was able, she's able to get the same guys to come back for additional ratings, often three or four times, and she's created her own educational video, My Dick 101, which she sells and is full of tips and tricks to other models on how to provide dick ratings and also recommends ways for, for people to, make, to take great dick pics. So basically, people pay to get a dick pic analysed by her. Why? Because. Why? Why, why, why did you just make us watch porn, Dev? Because I wanted you to see how much gusto Lexington Stowe used to give into his performances. <laughs> Gust, what gusto. Are the, what are the benefits of somebody critiquing? I think it's a great. I've, I've always heard. I always hear my like female friends complaining. Like some of the things that yeah. they'll, they'll say. I always. So you se- you send in a picture of your own cock. Yeah. And then she'll they, look at it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you should say write that. Write down Dev. some notes and then. And then tell you what she thinks. It's funny you should say that, Dev. Um, basically, uh, we were here <laughs> asked at How to Kill an Hour if we wanted our dick rated by the legendary Destiny Diaz. So we got some of our top hackers to get into your uh, iCloud and whip out a picture of your dick and sent. No, I'm joking. Right, no, well, so she she asked more for you because every time I've taken a dick pic and uploaded it to my iCloud, I've tucked my cock and balls between my legs, so. and that's what makes for this great review. <laughs> Would you fuck me? <laughs> I'd fuck me. Menjina. Uh, yeah, so um, basically, she they asked for a picture, many vids. So I got Billy to muster up a picture personally, and he sent it over privately a link to a link. And no. Destiny Diaz, he's saying no, but he did. All right, come and on. And Destiny let's, Diaz let's gave him a review. Let's hear Destiny Diaz's review. So first things first, here's the intro. What, what's that's all right, Bill? Cool. So Wait, who's, cool. Who's, who's cock is it? Is, is Billy put his cock on the line for this. Okay. So he's not heard this yet. Hi, my name is Destiny Diaz, your friendly neighborhood thought. Today I'm going to be giving you one of my dick consultations mm-hmm. or dick readings. I see a lot of dick pics. Sometimes they're covered in glitter. Sometimes they're covered in caramel sauce. Sometimes... That's they not have my name sense. written on them. I get a pretty big variety of dick pics. So that's the kind of dick pics she gets, right? Uh, first things first. Uh, can I say this? Huh? I believe her. <laughs> yeah. When she says, I get a lot of dick pics, I believe it. Yeah. I, I'm sold. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes people write their name in caramel. So, Billy, first things first. What's uh, funny about the response to this caramel? is... caramel? I don't know. Bro. I've never, do you know, I've never done any of that. I think I've ever put any kind of food... I've had my dick before. I've had someone put stuff on me before, and it's just not cool. Is it like like whipped cream and all that kind of stuff, and ooh, better chocolate? Or like that's the kind of stuff you do, and you're like eighteen, yeah, yeah, just started fucking. You're like, whoa, whoa, this is amazing, dicklick. Honestly, like now, at thirty five, if I hooked up with somebody and they were like, just wait a second, and they went to do like kitchen and got some some whipped cream or whatever, or. Around the nipple. Like, why, what a why, is, why such a long spray as well? That's a lot of cream. Not, not like a. You went for the. Like some fudge sundae. Yeah. Let me just get some cherries. Doink, doink. Yeah, so, like dried milk on your skin. It stink like, like you'd stink like vom. Yeah. You would. So, Billy. First thing is you were. It, he didn't read the instructions, Dev, because check this. Okay. Are you nervous? What's she saying? Are you nervous? Don't be. Okay, so I see that you only have one attachment in this email. One angle. Um, so this might not be as long as they generally are when I get one. That's what she said. Uh, but yeah, so she's Bill, pimping the whole game. So Bill, you only sent one picture in. So that's all right. Bill, Bill, Bill. Why are you not letting me talk about it? Right, it's cool. All right, let's. Should we get straight to the review? Let's get to the review. Let's open it up. 
Okay. Okay, she's blanked it out. All right, look at you. That's a fucking... That's a pretty big dick. Ah, You're really packing over she's here. She's impressed. Packing, Bill, yeah? She's it's impressed. Right. She didn't give you an applause. and thick. <laughs> Uh, I wish okay so I am going to criticize the lighting in here because I see that the uh, TV she's is going after like the lighting pause it a sec and putting a shadow down oh, here oh, so oh, I can't she's, really she's, see she's your balls that well she's, 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 she's trolling all of us okay this is a service that guys pay for mm -hmm. we're so dumb this would never happen the other way around there's no there's no way that a guy would be able to make money by a woman sending him pictures of a vagina and a guy's like, oh, well, it's good lighting in this picture. She's even wearing a money dressing gown. Oh, yeah. She's mocking us. Oh, yeah. Let's but, continue. So, Billy, was he getting some criticism for the lighting there? Let's yeah, start yeah, that yeah, again. Yeah. It's like, it said, it's basically like you got a big, thick, girthy hog, but didn't light it. the lighting wasn't great. You underlit it, you know? Yeah. You made it look weird. The TV is kind of like lighting up the back. Light from the TV. And putting a shadow down here. So I can't shadow really see all over your balls, your balls man. that well. She can't see your balls. can't see the balls. If you're a fan of Destiny Diaz, you would know that uh, that's that's a problem for me. I really like balls. And I, you know, from the shading of this picture, I can't really tell if you have them at all. So I'm going to have to grab a point from you there. Oh, you lost points there for the lack of ball showing. Did she give you like a mark out of 10 or something right at the I, end? I believe that's coming up. He, right. get, he gets more than that, apparently. The head shape is really nice. Head if shape. the flash was on, I'd be able to tell if it was like a good pink or, or whatever color it might be in contrast to the color of your dick. Um, but the head shape is really nice. Like it kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of comes down with a little curve at the end. Wow. Which she really like knows dicks, dicks. doesn't she? Looks good. She doesn't know her dicks. She's yeah, yeah, she's really into it. I think she said that was good good for sucking as well, Bill. It's like... She said, she said it's, a, it's a good head shape for sucking. He's doing all right, this... Billy, I don't know why you're so shy, man. You're doing all right, mate. What was I going to say? I'm, I'm quite into it. Which is, like, optimal for dick sucking. Looks good. So she, she'd like a bit of you, Bill. So that, that's that's the review. So do you want to hear the final bits then? The final parts, I, Bill? I like her. She's all right, isn't it? Do you it? know what bit really got me? She what? said I like balls. <laughs> I've got two of those. Okay. No, but don't even... Yeah. Balls are sort of like, you know, there's like, like if if I was like an '80s comedian, yeah. you joke about like men not being able to find the clitoris. Yeah. You know? What about our balls? <laughs> what like the girls that neglect the yeah. testicles? Yeah, like yeah. like don't. I mean, I feel like you shouldn't leave them out. Like they need attention, and I'm not. And you don't have to go ha like personally. You don't have to go ham. Just, Just say let, them, let them, yeah, let them say know. Hello. Yeah, and let them feel involved. Get, crazy, them in, yeah. get them included. Yeah, just say, hey, I rate you. I, just, I respect you. I just think you know they, yeah. they're, all, they're, they're all they're all come together in the same package. They mm -hmm. all live in the same house in the state. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. gonna knock on the door yeah. for cock, yeah, yeah, just say hi to balls. Have a little ring. See if balls want to come out and play as well. Well, you wouldn't come out of Cox's house, walk past balls, and if they're at the window, not say, you're right. Do you know what I mean? It's just rude. As, morning, morning. Don't be afraid of the balls. Don't be afraid of the she balls. She said she likes balls. That, yeah. that, that really did it for me. Yeah. All right. Time for the final rating. Ultimately, you have a nice dick. It's, it's a nice dick. It's girthy. Got a nice dick. Curvy. Um, no, girthy, not curvy. Like a handful, like a mouthful. Looks like it'd be a lot of fun. Handful, mouthful. I Why does she look over you? there when she said it'd be a lot of fun? Like a nine out of ten. She, nine out of ten. She barely when she said it as well, Bill. Nine out of ten. You might, you might not be yeah. able to see this. There's a lip bite. Yeah. Like a nine out of ten. There's a lip yeah. bite. Yeah, One second. There's an actual lip bite. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She likes that. Rate you. Bite lip. 
like a nine. Nine out of ten. All right. And I'm only taking points away because I can't see your balls. Because that's really breaking my heart. Ten out of ten if you to put your balls in. But I should be taking away another point for your terrible, terrible lading. But it doesn't prevent me from seeing that you have a fucking chode. I don't know how I feel about a cock being described as the chode. But a chode, that's, okay. that's a short... She's saying it's not a, like an astro... We call it astro dick when it's like wide but not long. Like a coke can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little mini... That's, that's a mini chode. Variety yeah. pack. Yeah, like coke a coke, uh, variety ca- pack, but you drank the coke and squashed not, it. Not to be sold separately. Yeah. Um, That is... Uh, that's, that, that is pretty amazing. That's um, a good rating. We've got one more bit. Can, can I just say real quick that... Yeah. Do, you, do you find that... American-y vocal fry attractive it, yeah I find it yeah. really off-putting I like it I like it when it kind of gets down a bit low oh no not low no 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 I don't no. like that I just like, like being, it's like she's about to tell me a scary story or something around a campfire I don't like it really no I think she's got a yeah. nice voice man right final bit the final verdict is yes I would suck to be fuck and fuck Patrick! Sorry, sorry. What? Whoa, 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 You'd suck, fuck, and fuck. No, it, she might say, I wouldn't do any. I might do one or the other, but he got whoa, 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 no, some people tip fuck, suck them fuck. They put a dick in their mouth over before they put it in a vagina. Some people want to get warmed up more. Wow, that sounds like I'm saying about some people. <laughs> some people. I don't know about you. <coughs> when I suck dick, I always like to warm up first. <laughs> so, Bill, you got the you got the hat trick. Fuck, titty fuck, and fuck. Suck titty fuck Good and job. fuck. Very nice dick. A round of applause. Yeah, you're really packing. You really got it going on over here. That thing looks like it gets in the way a little bit. <laughs> it's nice. It's a nice dick. You should do porn. No, I'm just kidding. Not really. Don't do, porn. do you want to be in a video? Just play. Not many people make it over the nine mark, to be honest. So if this was a full dick reading and you had sent me three to ten photos, your, your dick reading would probably be a little higher. Bill! Three to ten photos. Yeah, well done, man. Woo! Well done, mate. I wouldn't have even sent my picture in to begin with, but that was bold, Bill. Well what done. are you turning the mic down for? Well done. That's very impressive. Do you know what, Bill? I, I and respect. She, and I she respect. knows dicks as well. She knows dicks. She gave you nine out of ten. Bill, you got offered a you got offered a contract. That's like somebody hearing you rapping. That's like Kanye West hearing you rapping when you walk when he walks past you and going, "Do you know what? I think I might sign you. You almost got signed in, bruv. Does she do hashtag not my cock? Does she um <laughs> hashtag not my cock? Does she perform? Yeah, she does perform. So on many vids, <laughs> on many vids, she um she, she, ooh, she what's perform, going on here? She uh, on, on on many vids, she um she does do her own stuff. Yeah, cool. Destiny Diaz on, on, on her own or uh, yeah, she does on her own. She does stuff as well. So it's Destiny Diaz and the Many Vids Gang. Shout out to them for reaching out to like us that. because of last week's episode. I don't like the solo stuff. You know, <laughs> he doesn't like the solo stuff. No, she does. She does a combination. There's of other things. people there as well. There are. Yeah. yeah. You'd, perfect would be a Lexington still, wouldn't it? It doesn't have to be Lexington <laughs> still. Yeah. Still S. Someone of similar ilk. But yeah, oh, by the way, also, don't send unsolicited dick pic, guys. I've never done, never done it. I don't like I've that. Never done I, 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 I should have said that beforehand. I mean, maybe I'll put a little prerequisite at the start of this episode just to say, don't send 
unsolicited dick pics because otherwise you're a prick. I've never, I've never done it in my you're life. You're a prick. Even, it's a pricky even, thing to do. Even at a request. Yeah. If nah, man. Like, Ask me to send a, a dick nah, pic. Man. Do you know the Real closest thing. I've got? What? Closest I've got to is like through tracksuit bottoms, <laughs> but just, a, just alongside my leg. Yeah. And then I looked at it in the, you know, when you open up the camera. Yeah. So I'm just looking at it through the kind of lens. And I'm looking at like the sort of like dick print outline through the yeah, and I just went nah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing for a very long time nah. that guys wearing tracksuit bottoms, like grey tracksuits, grey sweatpants with a dick print. That's a thing that like girls look at. Grey tra- so tracksuit bottoms sort of like our oh, wonder bra. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it kind of holds well, it holds it in place a little that, bit. That's like my go-to tracksuit box. I've, I've, been, I've been like thotting myself <laughs> out. Like, what? Yeah. I have no idea. Such a, I'm like at the gym doing my lunges. <laughs> I don't even know why people are looking at me like that. No, that's crazy. But um, yeah, man, like those, I don't, you know what? I get a little bit offended if, if I get like sent a random like Vag pick, or someone oh, runs God. up to me, and just shows it to me. Oh, Disgusting. Oh, no. oh whatever, oh. Dev. Come oh, on, mate. So many pictures of vaginas no. to me, guys. Oh, no. Stop objectifying me. No, do you know what? It's not. It's not as intrusive or aggressive, is it? If a girl sends you a picture of her boobs or a plane of herself, boobs a different like thing. Boob, boob, a boob is a different thing. Yeah, but like I've had probably I could count on one hand in my whole life been sent. I mean, I'm, t- I'm talking about a total random. Just like girls spread eagle on a bed or whatever, or you know, bent over in front of a mirror or doing something weird of a cuddly toy. And times I've seen it, this has been my reaction every time I've been sent a picture like that. Mm. And then close. That's yeah. it. I didn't go, who's this? What's going on? Because I'm thinking, well, if they would have sent that to me without just sent that to a complete stranger or whatever, they'd probably send it to like quite a lot of other people when they're um, and that's what dick pi- that's what dick pics are like. Probably though. not doing all right. Yeah, dick pics are when you just someone. There you go, dick pics. If you're just throwing out your dick like randomly, like I know you can't. We all know like people that are out there got a bit profile, and they say that they'll just open up their inbox and there'll be like four dicks. What's 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 the game plan there? Is what I always think, right? So, in your mind, if you are the type of person that's gonna send just an unsolicited, unsolicited random dick pic to somebody, okay, this is what I have to assume is going on in your mind. That the person is going to receive this, and best the best case scenario that you're imagining is they will see it and have the same reaction that Destiny Diamond did to Billy's dick. That they'll look oh, at it and go, that "This is a nine out of ten. It's yeah. so girthy. I want it in my mouth. I want it like I I want this." But who's ever done that? I don't think anyone's ever opened up an unsolicited dick pic and thought, "Yeah." No, no one's opened up their phone uh, and gone, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or if you're in Billy's case, that's <laughs> Billy in it, whipping it out. <laughs> whipping it out, boy. I, I have seen there's uh, some girls, they'll post pictures on like their Insta stories or something. If they get sent an answer, yeah, of course. Bit, they'll, yeah. they'll name and shame them. And I think that's the best way to do it. If you're going to send a picture of your dick on social media, or even if it's a private message, yeah. right? Prepare for the world yeah. to see it. Yeah. And I think I think to answer your question, I think guys that do it, I think they're just playing like like let's just send my dick to as many people as possible. Hopefully somebody will open it Spreading and go. Spreading a oh, wide great. net. Yeah. i i I would genuinely love to hear if that's ever worked out. If someone's ever sent a dick pic and they've received a reply going, Yeah, I like what I'm seeing. Cool. When do you want to do this? <laughs> and also what happens after that? Is it we should probably get together now or you seem like somebody I'd like to pursue a relationship with. Uh, uh, uh. 
It's fuck that. I don't know, bro. I've, I've never done it. Honestly, I've, yeah. n- I've yeah. never ever yeah. sent a dick pic. Yeah. Anyway, right, Dev, thanks for going through that with us. We're about to hop into uh, Dame Baptiste's interview. He came and joined us. His, his uh, new show, Chocolate Chip, is is happening very soon. We'll put full dates and a link to how you can get tickets on it. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to this part of the show. And uh, yeah, like I said, before we press play on this, just don't send dick pics. Nah. Yeah, just don't do it. Take a picture and have a look at it, but don't yeah. send it. Yeah. 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 If you yeah. want to see what it looks like, maybe from... The underside, yeah, you know, yeah. seam side. And, and who sure. should people tweet and 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 like kind of DM on Instagram when they want to find out recommendations for porn? Because I feel like you've been giving us some great recommendations. Um, but. don't tweet me. Uh, yeah. don't send me messages. Please, don't tweet at Dev on Instagram. Don't approach me in the street. Definitely do that. I, I just don't. Like, I don't. I don't really like talking to people. Yeah. Um, you know what? F- find your own recommendations. Okay. Yeah. I spent a long time curating and carving out a particular niche. Stuff that I'm into, so uh, you get your own. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah, and also thank uh, thanks to the guys I'll from Minivids as well. Record collection. Oh man, and big shout out to Bella French as well, man. All right, cool. Right, Dame Baptiste interview now. All right, well, welcome to How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy, and today I'm joined by the comedian Dame Baptiste. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm good. I mean, you've not been on the show since episode 293, so I think it's only right that we uh, give you your intro music. If you don't know what this is about, you have to go back and listen to episode 293. It's Dame. It's the, the Dame Dame. It's your rhythm, you know? It's a big rhythm. Big rhythm, SL2. SL2 on a ragged tip. Yeah, man. Big tune. I think we were talking about shit last time and we can't come across this rhythm last time. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But um, yeah, man. Good to have you back on the show, brother. Thank you for having me, man. I've um, uh, been levelling up on my, in my, um, my toilet etiquette. <laughs> I don't use toilet paper no more, you know. You're the second person to say they don't want to use toilet paper ever again. No, Are you really done with the toilet paper? Yeah, I'm done with it, man. What is the wiping procedure then? No, it's, uh, it's basically you wash or like with water. So basically, I mean... A water bowl, basically. Okay, so you... So it, a like, bit, a bit, or, or like a bidet. A bidet. Yeah, a bidet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's man. It's, um, yeah. I, I don't know. Now that I do it that way, it's, uh, it's very much influenced by my travels to the Emirates. And now that I do it that way, I, I don't even know how I even use toilet paper in the first place. I mean, I'm I'm yet to convert, but I'm open-minded. So can you just give me some more detail on this? Because it's you're you're not the first person that said this to me. The way, uh, you know, Kay Curd? No, yeah, it was yeah. Kay, Kay mentioned it to yeah, us on the so show, Kay, yeah. So Kay, yeah, basically, as he says, it's like, if you got, like, shit on your arm, yeah, and you just wiped it with tissue, that wouldn't be clean enough for you? Never. Do you know what I mean? It's disgusting. If you were over your finger, you would be like, back to the crisps. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's just, that it's just a very, it's a, uh, a lot more of a hygienic and... Uh, comprehensive way of cleaning yourself and uh yeah since i started doing it, i'm just like then i don't know how i could even go back i mean i don't want to stress this point but like do you just just get the bottle and is it just like yeah yeah i mean you blue just, peter bidet just, yeah and it's yeah blue peter i mean some people have proper ones but you just aim and stuff and then you can just use water but it's like some of the things you'll learn with practice like you right. learn to like, wipe your butt in the first place so yeah with practice you learn and it's a relatively clean it's, a, it's, it's it might you might think how did, but once you learn how to do it it's a it's a good process and i'm like i don't even know how I'd even use toilet paper in the first place okay so like a little a little splishy splash of, i think i'm yeah, gonna be like a a, i'm gonna be like a splish and a splash and then i'll, I'll probably still use toilet paper like a bit I just, to, just to double yeah, of check you do, of course you will yeah, 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 that. no, no, that's no, a no, big yeah. mistake yeah, to make exactly, bro yeah, you, don't, yeah. Yeah. you don't just like this wet wet marks so you just yeah you learn to make that transition very slowly <laughs> and then you have a little bit of toilet paper as time goes on then you'll be like oh cool and you, yeah. you, then you get it and then it's like you know no excess and no mess and then it's like and even 
I just feel like, you know, saving paper, saving trees, I hope. Am I going as far, am I going too far if I think that toilet paper, I don't understand why we suddenly decided to use this in Europe, right? And why over over there they're not. And it's way more hygienic. Is it something that you think is a false economy, maybe? I mean, partially. I think it now, I mean, anytime you, yeah, you can always look at stuff through a capitalist lens. Because I remember when my family, we used to go to like France, like on the ferry. Yeah. And I remember once we went to like a hypermarché. 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 And um, they were selling t- toilet paper that was like, it was scented. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, as scented as you are, you're still going up against the scent you of scents. Up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so your scent is not making a dent. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, considering what you use toilet paper for, no one's ever like, hmm, still yeah. works. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I was just like, yeah, this is probably not needed. So I think, yeah, once there's an economy and then you get like the quilted and the ply and, you know, and and I even like the whole thing with the bears and they use the whole bear thing for like advertising. I think it's customs and they're like, yeah, because like the bears shit in the woods and stuff. And I'm like, cool. But I don't, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah. I've just whipped up a picture of the first ever toilet paper. Apparently, I'm, I'm just googling. I'm just. I was just curious. I, mean, I reckon bro. at the time it was like it was revolutionary. If you were in a, an environment, I guess it depends. I guess how close you are to a body of water would probably determine what kind of life you led. So I guess <laughs> if you were in a situation whereby you never, uh, you know, you're not really near a stream or moving or dynamic water, yeah. like standing water like in a pond or something like that is long term. Right. isn't great. But I feel like if you were near a stream or something like that. You could clean, but then at the same time, people say like the Ganges River is in not the best shape. Nah, nah, it's not. But that's yeah. because people go and defecate in the Ganges rather than like using water to clean themselves. Oh, that makes sense. So like the because te- the Thames used to be basically this our toilet, it. basically yeah. So there's no there's no uh, there's no actual sanitation, and I just feel like I think if we work on our sanitation, then it would make the whole transition away from toilet paper and stuff easier. Because remember, even though you use toilet paper, like it doesn't mean it like necessarily dissolve right away depending mm. on what people put in it and stuff mm-hmm. I really I personally feel like part of my decision is the fact that I have so much respect and reverence for anybody who works in sanitation and I really feel like people kind of underestimate how important that is to society like if all of the bin men and all the people that work in like sanitation and sewers took two weeks off <sighs> like uh, London alone the society would collapse you don't want to, would you, you don't want to think about it. Nah, this is, that's nah. my only question. Whenever like historians are talking about medieval times and what questions it like, my question is what is that smell like? If you try and imagine British society before potpourri, air fresheners, air conditioners, extractor fans, before like we even had like sewage systems, yeah, yeah. like every day it had been like waking up and be like, oh, how are you today? Everything stinks. <laughs> like the medieval times stink, it just stinks. I just, I just imagine everything just stinking the whole time. And like, wasn't bathing like a, it was like an event, wasn't it? It was like a monthly thing, I mean, yearly thing. You say an event, you're saying an event as in like, obviously people cared about it. Very clearly they did it in those days because it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a weekly or monthly thing. And then like, you know, if you had a weekly bath, like it's like, oh, royalty, <laughs> <lovely dark." laughs> That's where the phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater comes from. Really? When people used to bathe, like water would be so like opaque and like so muddy. Yeah. When you tip it out, it's like, I'm so missing something. Ah, oh, Jeffrey, no! <laughs> so that's where it comes from. Oh, yeah, and the rules were old people first, wasn't it? It was old people would bathe. The eldest, oh, that doesn't even make sense. So the oldest, most crustiest footed person in your house would bathe first. Yeah, you get you a layer. 
tub like a family trifle <laughs> and then you're later. you're lasting and you get to soak in those genes soak in that that's knowledge it, that's, 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 that's it taking the spirit of the ancestors Ugh. well anyway thank you for, for for kicking off the show in 2020 probably one of the shittiest intros ever thanks for that Dane appreciate that's that bro literally literally right so um the brand new comedy show. Let's just jump straight into it, bruv. Let's yeah. talk about it. Name of it. I love it. Is uh, the chocolate chip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. This is a new show I'll be touring. Uh, so the tour begins uh, next month in Reading on the 20th of February. Uh, and the chocolate chip uh, comes from, I guess, where historically, even as a comedian, uh, I've discussed social issues, uh, whether they be ones of class or race relations. And uh, I feel like if you look a certain way, people will reduce what you say to say that you've got a chip on your shoulder. And so in this new advent of like millennials embracing like body image and like championing body positivity, I was kind of like, well, you know what? Yeah, sometimes I like being angry. So this is my little chocolate chip on my shoulder. Mm. I'm embracing it. And uh, yeah, and by that token, I feel like we shouldn't get to a point socially where anger becomes an invalid part of the emotional spectrum. Nothing wrong with being angry. A lot of the time, anger is what precedes revolution or precedes yeah. some kind of social change. You think about institutions that we're now potentially on the brink of losing, like the NHS. Like, the NHS probably exists at some point because after the war, people were like, our families have gone to war and died for this country, and we can't take care of ourselves. We need a national health service. Mm. This is ridiculous. And they were like, we want it now. No one was like, please. They were like, we want it now. Like, the French Revolution wasn't like people being like, oh, you know, I do not like the way they are treating us. It was like, I'm starving. This is ridiculous. And then Marie Antoinette, I mean, obviously, allegedly, the statement that you actually say this exactly, but, you know, obviously the phrase being, I'd be like, well, let them have cake. So someone must have been like, cake? <laughs> <laughs> cake? Is that their test? And then they had a revolution. Yeah. So, yeah, I just feel like, uh, so the idea of the show is basically to be like, is to discuss, you know, I guess the complex of what people refer to as anger amongst uh, the commu- uh, my, my community. Mm. But also, you know, Discussing the fact that maybe I, I am entitled to be angry because it's a part of my uh, psychological complex, and also maybe if people pay attention, they would know why. You know, we all got a lot to be angry about. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got an axe to grind. So, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. And there's little things, and anger itself is a spectrum. There's like certain things that make you slightly peeved, like when you I used to watch like Dragon Ball Z as a kid, and then something mad would happen, and they'd be like, "Will Freezer? Are you kidding me now?" Or like, you know, cliffhanger in a yeah, soap opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, or like stubbing your toe on the side of the bed. Mm. And then there's like things that make you more angry, like the fact that most people have a pension at the end of their working lives. So <laughs> <laughs> these kind of things, yeah, 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 you know, I feel like they need to be discussed. And I think, you know, we talk about, ish, I think even today where we have such a large emphasis on mental health and, you know, people, a lot more people embracing ideas like therapy and CBT and stuff like that. And I think, you know, there are certain elements or certain things we do now to relieve anger and stuff like that that actually come from the fact that we repress emotion and I just think uh, especially now where you know you've seen the rise of stuff like populism mm. uh, where it's like you can actually motivate people emotionally it's like well this isn't something that we should repress then because it emotions guide our actions a lot more than we uh, like to admit so is this kind of like a therapy for you then do you feel like when you go through your comedy process I mean I think if everyone could afford therapy you'd, there'd be like half the comedians in, in the world wouldn't even exist. Uh, and I think, you know, and I think, you know, art art in itself is a form of therapy for most people. I don't think everyone here, everyone has the benefit of having access to like psychiatric help mm. and treatment. And so 
it is a therapeutic for me, but I think for most people, uh, artistic expression is a form of uh, a therapy or it's therapeutic and it's cathartic anyway. So I say, I, I just think, yeah, so it's just like, I, think, I, I find these things are rather basic and I think it's always been this way where you're supposed to kind of use art to deal with your angst and your anger and like, and even and, and, and positive emotion as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's therapeutic for me, but I find that most uh, artistic expression should be therapeutic. I think that's the payoff is that like, when you hear a song you like, it's like the song spoke to a part of something I was going through at the time, or this joke is like finding someone to say what I'm thinking, or you know where I've not been in a position whereby I can challenge a certain phenomena that has pissed me off. Then you know at least someone's saying it now. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. I mean, and and you've kind of been releasing kind of bits of content on the online, which I feel have, have kind of been prerequisite to what we can expect from your live show. I yeah. feel like the tone. From when you were last here is kind of is kind of tweaking in that direction, and and you mentioned before we press record that politically things are changing in the world, yeah. and they're kind of moving towards your angle. Yeah, I, I mean, in the last show, my last show was gold, oil, and drugs, and uh, the idea of the show was you know just talking about our kind of new idols, but I'd said in terms of like discussing um, economics is that you notice that as people's pockets have become lighter, so is the shade of their enemies, and. Uh, I guess when I first started doing comedy, I used to like opine to my friends and not just the audiences that it's like no one really had a problem with immigration when people could afford to employ immigrants. Of course, yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, what you tend to find now is a situation where it's rather than and trying to put it in a is a simple analogy. It's like if you say you had like fruits from a tree, right? Like there's only a certain amount left, and instead of like taking seeds and planting more trees so that we can continue to enjoy this fruit what we seem to be doing globally is being like, well, this is all that's left. We're having it. You can't have none. Maybe you can have one. You mm. can have half of one. They're not having any because they always take too much. And they're the reason why. And if we give them to them, then you're not having any. So mm. like, well, I want some. <laughs> well, you're not taking mine. Well, if you want it, you need to get rid of them. Well, get rid of them then. And welcome to the Houses of Parliament podcast. The, that we've just, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. So it's just, um, so I guess, yeah, yeah it's just to continue my show. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I'm just, as I don't all these shows, trying to chronicle where I feel the state of uh, the world is going. And yeah, it just seems to be kind of moving in line. And, um, you know, in the same way that I'd said in the last show, while everyone's been fighting over jobs and opportunities and privileges, that like now you have an entire new population of, uh, I guess, of beings that don't require a country or two genders mm. or a religion, which is artificial intelligence. So however people are fighting over uh identity and stuff like that is like you guys all the things you believe in are they're becoming obsolete i guess so i guess gold oil and drugs with the idea is that like you know our new idols of you know wealth and consumption and uh like technological uh advance there are advantages and disadvantages to that and you know while people enjoy the convenience of being able to literally be able to do your shopping on your phone mm. by that same token it's like well then yeah then it means that you're gonna, there's not going to be as many supermarkets then if you don't need to actually have a premises and there's not going to be as many high streets if, you know, or like, it's like even when you, like, the whole archetype of, the, of like, you know, the quintessential patriot of being like a black cab driver, I mean, what's happened mm. to my country and blah, mm. blah, blah. It's like, well, whatever's happened to your country, when as soon as you drive less cars that have systems that don't need any sleep come into, like, the market, you're losing your job anyway. Mm. It won't be anyway, having to do with immigrants or, like, benefits, grounds or anything like that. It will just be... Why would somebody use a human being with hopes and dreams and the need to sleep and eat when they can use a machine? Listen, 
It's, it's with been your a long tech podcast, <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> you know, I get, I get this every single week as well. People say, hmm, so what do you think, Marcus? I'm like, oh, well, you know. Since you like games more than people. <laughs> How are you going to feel when a robot's podcasting, Marcus? <laughs> All right, all right. But, um, all right, so you've spoken about how, how your comedy's changed. Um, we've spoken about how the world's changing. How's your audience changing? Like, I, I always feel like I ask you about yeah. how your comedy's changing, but how, how are the people that are watching you changing? Um, I guess it's broadening and stuff. I've, I, I can say, yeah, the last couple of years, uh, in some ways, I've been kind of pleasantly surprised by audiences that I didn't think I was reaching who are enjoying it. And uh, sometimes they're not particularly vocal on like social media and stuff. And that's maybe just from a demographic and just literally from an age where, you know, they don't spend a lot of time on social media expressing how they feel because they're at work. Mm. So, but by the same token, like, the, I guess this is members of the audience that have grown with me and are now becoming like, you know, parents and uh, the economically and politically mobile. So, I guess a lot of the stuff that I kind of spoke about or alluded to in previous work, they're starting to see for themselves as well. So it's starting mm. to ring a lot more true. So I guess they're continuing to support and, you know, it's starting to, but I'm definitely trying to galvanize more of an audience where I don't really like the term free thinker because it's just been ruined now. <laughs> but I, yeah, I definitely it's encourage It's been ruined like with a lot of things, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's been ruined by, yeah. by people who just like, like Prosecco, you know, brunches, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Those are, yeah. The word Brexit. Yeah. Ah! Oh yeah, all, all ruined uh, royalty. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Victim. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like just words that just have lost all meaning. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess with my audiences, kind of people moving towards that same platitude. But I, I mean, my audiences, I hope, I hope they evolve to the point whereby when they consider things, it's, it's as a being of consciousness rather than as a a member of of a particular group or from a particular country or nationality and yeah. stuff because. I want my art to create transcend that, and so mm. I hope audiences where they uh, are consuming it, they're doing the same as well. I'm yeah, not thinking about it along like national lines and stuff. I don't try and be like you know. I might refer to British people, but at the same time, it's, I as a comedian, everything I do is in the context of a joke. So I don't think these things have a particular bearing on who you are, mm. uh, because you know, I just think certain things that people use as a foundation for their being. They're not really anything to do with you, mm, and okay. so yeah, I guess with my audiences, they they hope they're just more prepared to leave stuff at the door and realize this is not me trying to challenge them personally. Uh, yeah, it's really just for them to for people to arrive at answers that I think everyone has questions themselves anyway. Yeah, I think most people like have this own personal truths. Like I think most people feel like you know the idea that I have to work for people that I never see. And then I don't even get a pension at the end of it. It's not really fair. Mm. I think, you know, a lot of people feel to themselves that I think most people's motivations when they have a family, for example, are to be able to provide for their family. And, you know, most people care about other people. But, you know, fear is a big part of the human complex. And if yeah. that gets manipulated by higher powers, then you get the state of the world. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's a constant conversation kind of around young people or, or even kind of older people now who are actually younger. Because when you think about how long we're going to live till... Like yeah. our generations, like we're looking at a hundred plus. Do you get me? And if you're yeah. un if you're under twenty, hundred and twenty. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not even exaggerating. No, we no, look because, at what's especially available because medically. And, and, you know, and yeah, what's available medically, and yeah. maybe you know, and even technologically. Yeah, depending on how people want to exist, which is a which is crazy because it's like that again shows you just how how I suppose people shouldn't take stuff too seriously because then you have people who will. Uh, be of a religious disposition and be like, you know, God made this and this yeah. is what God made, and people shouldn't change. But it's like, well, then 
you're going to die if you don't get another half. Okay, well then let's uh, start looking for donors. That's not really God's plan. But then, um, on the other hand, though, even people who are very openly about their atheism, it's like, that's cool too. But if you are someone who believes in Darwinism and evolution, you, the idea of like cloning or IVF and stuff is like, well, if you're not, not naturally adapted to reproduce, then doesn't that mean that Darwinism or like natural selection dictate that you don't re- reproduce? Or if you then go and have... Like some people have IVF and then they'll take like an old uh, egg and then reintroduce yeah. that into their gene pool and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or like you have stuff like cloning and stuff. And it's like we're introducing like recessive genes yeah. into the gene pool. And again, it's like people who would normally be like, well, I'm a sci- I believe in science and science is what works. It's like, but then once you have to confront your fear of your immortality, science tends yeah. to go out the window. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I've said this to people before and I'd, I'm going to be very careful about how I say this, but there's certain diseases that, that we can contract as humans and if the process of natural selection was to take place, they would go yep. and so would those diseases. Yep. But if we cure them and that person might get sick when they're young or, or you know, uh, grow up and have a family afterwards, you're then spreading those exact genes. I believe that's kind of what you're saying. So, What's the thing about survival of the fittest? I right, guess. exactly. Which, which I guess I understand what you're careful because it, it might sound a bit more like eugenics. Like, <laughs> some, some of us are not meant to be here. We're going in that direction, the machines, yeah. The machines <laughs> have taken you, Marcus. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just very aware, but do you know, know what I mean? I can't, I can't be not, angry at these know, things becoming more common. If you look about it scientifically, yeah. like, like, that's not motivated by anything malevolent or, or benevolent. Exactly, but exactly. Some things aren't good or bad, they just are. And that is, a, I guess, a scientific fact that we sometimes reintroduce negative genes. Yeah, man. But that's why we do it, like, because yeah. you don't, if you love your kids, your kid has got a genetic disease, you're yeah. going to be like, well, psh, he messing up for humanity. You yeah. love your child, and that's going to trump. And that, and for me, I guess that speaks to why art is so important because it's a de- it's a, it's a very clear demonstration on how emotion overrides yeah. rational thought and scientific theory yeah. and religious theories. That if you are afraid for your kids, you'll be like, well, mm. give my kids someone else's heart from a poorer yeah. country. Then, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it just goes to show you, uh, yeah, how, again, how important how emotion and can kind of override like. And our, our humanity can override technology and stuff. How interesting do you think we're going to look? Or how do you think we're going to change in terms of our physical looks if people keep getting together after getting loads of plastic surgery, though? I'm just thinking. That's got me thinking. Well, if, well, if, well, it's so interesting. It's <laughs> because you're not dating the person that you're seeing. Like. Yeah, but that's, like, but that's even like when... Uh, you know, you might have a very attractive woman and then they have a child and you're like, that child don't look like their supermodel mother. It's because yeah. their dad is just rich. Yeah. And that... That you can't pay for genes, not yet. So what happens if you get two people and they get loads of plastic surgery and they both look like you know by today's standards absolutely stunning. They get together, they have a kid. The kid doesn't feel like they look doesn't very good. Exactly they get loads of they get loads of plastic surgery done, and then someone else's kid gets loads of plastic surgery done. How is a natural human going to look in a few years' time? I'm so curious. In a I few think, generations, I don't know. It might be like a kind of whole Blade Runner kind of job where like the more natural, or like even now where if something's free range and organic, it's so much more expensive and more mm. valued than if it's like genetically modified. And mm. I feel like maybe that'd be the same thing with humans. Is that it's all with economics? It's always about allocation of resources. So if there's not a lot of real humans around, then yeah. those will be a lot. Those, I guess that will be prized a lot more. And maybe we need to get to that point where actual humanity becomes a real valuable commodity again so fair enough fair that's enough the problem with that being said though would you would you go for the upload i think you kind of touched on it slightly if there was an option for you to upload yourself to a system and live forever or be a, a, a android or a robot would you do that uh, sometimes i think about it but then i think it wouldn't be me really and, then, and, I, and i guess that's that's the selfishness really is that it's uh 
it's you considering yourself or considering versus your role within humanity. Mm. Because, you know, on the one hand, if you look at it from a humane perspective, it's like you're a brick in a wall. And if humanity as an organism is a whole vast thing because we're a social species, it's like I'm... Doing, only doing something that contributes to that. I'm only doing one thing that kind of contributes to one person. So, oh, I'm contributing to humanity's journey anyway. So yeah. it's like I had my time and I did what I needed to do. And if I have kids or it's passed on or I have family members, then uh, I guess there'll be certain elements of or positive or negative elements of, that we pass on our DNA anyway. So I don't know. I just, I just, um, I think about it, but I feel like it's not for me. It's not for me. I had my time. Yeah, think, really. I mean, yeah, because I, I, it's it's t- it's tempting, but like I mean, as a as a I guess as a because the, I guess at this stage I'm trying to work out how can you even you know I'm a spiritual person, so I believe there's like a soul and a spirit, and it's yeah. like I don't know if there's code for that yet. So I don't I don't know if it would be a true me that would be existing, but like I just feel like that, but at the same time I think that there's enough technology that you can uh, still be a I mean you can still have a presence, but again that. The way I guess myself, I've rationalized that is that if you create stuff that is timeless and actually a true representation of yourself, that's going to outlive you anyway. Mm-hmm. And, then, and you, so that's why. And so rather than me have to work out ways of how I can live forever digitally, it's like if you pass on to people emotionally, like emotions, that stuff that codes in your genes and, you know, whether it's positive uh, aspects and positive thoughts about you or whether it's like traumatic thoughts, like. That is the stuff that passes on more than any kind of technology that's passed on. Like even the idea of spirituality and like religion, the idea of having a personal relationship with a higher power. Well, we've been doing that for like over 2000 years. Mm. So that's kind of outlived any technology where we've tried to chronicle human existence. So, again, for me, it's like it shows you the, it shows me the importance of art and creating something that's going to outlive me rather than relying on technology to try to download who I am. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, fair enough. But you still do use technology quite a lot. Obviously, this oh, is yeah, for sure. what I'm about to say is well far away from you kind of becoming an Android. Uh, but 
as a comedian, you embrace using technology in the form of social media to kind of spread your word. I see you doing content on YouTube. Yeah. You're active on Twitter. You're very active on Twitter. I do like Le De Dane. So, God's so active. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their weapon, like their choice. And I feel like if we put you in the social media um, armory, you're just going to be going for the Twitter sword every single day. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if uh, social media is an RPG, then <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going for my Twitter sword every time. I mean, it's it's funny because like, Twitter is, you know, because I was saying earlier about how important sanitation is. And I think if social media shows a stream of human consciousness, then Twitter in many ways is like the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of shit down there, man. There's a lot of it horrible, is mad, like horrible, horrible shit down there. It's, it's like, you know, it is, it's like, but at the same time, it's yeah. like, do you, when you was a kid and you used to like do exams and you look on a school desk and over years and years they'd just be like carvings and writings yeah. and Mr. Green is an idiot and blah yeah, blah yeah. and then there'd be the odd SWAT sticker someone gives and, head yeah someone gives head <laughs> yeah. and for a good time called this and, yeah. and then like little NF things and all these kind of provocative things just from people that have a lot of time on their hands or yeah. obviously very clearly frustrated by the situation they're in yeah or um, also failing their exam at yeah, the same exactly. time so, yeah, yeah, get an F yeah exactly <laughs> get an F so it's like I got, might as well just uh, <laughs> Mr. Green's a dickhead He's and that's what twitter is it's like yeah. it's all those people that you know like i said they had a lot of time in their hands probably you're not really prospering mm. in life like they wanted to in many cases and uh you know it, with the veil of anonymity that gets on the internet it's like it's the equivalent of like writing on a school desk on like a bathroom on a bathroom wall with a public toilet where it's like tracy's a slurp this is her number and so yeah it's um just finding a way to navigate that, but yeah, definitely, it's like it's like basically trying to wade through sewage a lot of the time. Because if you, because you know, sometimes sewage can be treated, and you know, on the one hand, I guess sometimes shit can be compost and stuff and can grow from that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, on the other hand, though, it's also like loads of shit, and you're dealing with a lot of people's shit in there. So you have to be very careful not to get like too bogged down in it. Can I be honest with you, Dave? Like when it comes to social media, and I think I'm like this in life as well. I by by no way means do I ignore what is going on out there. I'm, not, I'm very aware of what's happening in the mm -hmm. world. But I just want to be like, I just want to go on social media and just have a fun time sometimes. So for when I'm when I'm on Twitter, I I'm sometimes I feel like I'm a bit like, la, 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 it's not happening. Da, 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 da. And then I crack on with stuff like, but like the fact that you crack on and engage, the fact that you crack on and engage like with everyone, how, how is it like, do you, could, is, it, is, is there a chance that you kind of getting sucked in and getting too involved or getting always yeah, there's, there's always you could always get very much sucked in and you have to and i also had to be aware of like my profile is that like because i have a verified account on twitter yeah. and some of these people they they target like blue ticks mm -hmm. because then if they engage in discourse with somebody that appears to have a profile then it makes them feel very validated in the same way that in school you know some people will make a big deal and argue with teachers because they get a lot more attention yeah and you know any kind of reinforcement means something to them so you can very easily get sucked in so I, I don't fault anybody who doesn't want to get involved in social media in the same way that like you know if you're someone that's to keep yourself to yourself then that will be reflected in social media as well mm. um for me i guess uh i it's it's practice for me i guess it's like if if we're going to arrive at a point whereby you know a lot of our interactions and even our uh performance or expression takes place on the internet because i put a lot of content up mm -hmm. then in the same way in real life i deal with hecklers i may would deal with hecklers on the internet as well yeah, yeah so for me it's just practice to let them know whether we are in real life or in a technological plane i'm still going to put you down <laughs> and also because i guess it's that complex about the person where it's like they say something i'm like i just remind them 
that is like if you really believe this you'd show your face mm-hmm. so it's i guess it's it's i don't know maybe it's it's me uh being kind of indignant and having that voice for the voiceless because there are some people like you said you don't want to be involved in any kind of hostility on on social media and some people get very intimidated by it and so i guess i can where people talk about like social justice like i would consider myself a social justice warlord yeah, so, oh mate, you're out there. You're out so there a lot doing of times the most. People like, yeah, so when sometimes people are like, oh, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not scared of you, and mm. I know you are nobody in school, yeah. and I know that bigotry is all you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to remind you, and even if people can't see you, I know that <laughs> when you leave Twitter, you know that I know that you're scum. As <laughs> <laughs> long as you know that I know you're scum, but exactly. it's, you know, but it's like people say, it's like a lot of but at the same time yeah you have to remember that like no one really cares if a dog barks at the moon but if the moon exactly. barks back then it's a story so exactly exactly yeah. i hear that so one of the things on twitter that's kind of been getting spoken a lot is is harry and megan um i believe you've been in a mix with who that. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be nice <laughs> yeah 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 oh, that, that'd be so refreshing what? I'd be like, Whoa, <laughs> what's going, what's on? going yeah, on yeah um so yeah, man, where where are you at with that at the moment? Because right now the press is obsessed with this situation. They are, um, and there's a lot there's a lot flowing around out there, man. It's a lot going on. Uh, myself personally, I guess uh, it, it means a lot has taken place for me to actually have sympathy for a member of the royal family. Right, shows you how bad things are. If I told you five years ago that you'd have be, you'd be feeling sorry for a member of of the royal family, what would you say to me? I say, Marcus, you need to. Come put the games down. You're having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> you're having a seizure right now. Get out the matrix, yeah, bro. Get out you're the in matrix. the matrix. You're, yeah, you've been tronning it, and your your bike has crashed. <laughs> put away those frisbees or whatever <laughs> happened in those films. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just um, I think first of all, I'm always uh, cynical of uh, mainstream media and tabloid press coverage because if this is what they're talking about, what they're leaving out, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been very easy for us to transition from the from Prince Andrew having an interview where he was like, I don't sweat. And everyone was like, that sounds plausible. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> as a journalist, I'd be like, how is he not sweating? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, sweat glands are all over your body. Yeah, how do you not no, sweat? No, no, yeah, you're telling yeah. me that none of his sweat glands secrete any sweat. Now, when we talk about, like, talking about plastic surgery and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. right? If there was a G, if there was a, a procedure that people could have to stop them sweating Done. on their face, Done. trust me, people would have yeah, that. Yeah, people do that. So why they're not researching this, I don't know. Mm. That's number one. Number two, when he's like, I had to stay with Jeffrey Epstein because the, where else is there for me to stay in New York? Really, Prince Andrew? Mm. Nowhere mm. to stay? Mm. You're really telling me that when I go to America, I'm a dual citizen and I can call my aunt with no accommodation and be like, can I stay for a few days? Yeah, she's like, of yeah, course yeah. you can. Yeah. You're telling me, the prince, a prince, can't go to New York and be like, anyone, can they put me up? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, I would, but, you know, <laughs> we only got 11 bedrooms here. And you're, yeah. you're a 19 bedroom type of guy. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, even Kevin McAllister stayed in the Waterford story in Home Alone 2. I'm sure if Prince Andrew showed up, they'd be like, yeah, we got a suite for you. Yeah. And he's like, I had nowhere else to stay. And then he was like, oh, yeah. Only reason I know him is because of his girlfriend. <laughs> now... I'm not sure whether or not that's true, but what I do know is that if I, for example, right, you're here with Bill. Now, I wasn't referred to you as, oh, how was the podcast today, Dane? Oh, the podcast was cool. I was talking to Bill's colleague. Everyone would be like, but you would know his name by now because he says it at the beginning. And I feel like the fact that he didn't even mention Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend's name is strange because mm. that would be really good to corroborate a story, right? If I was telling you a story, you're like, but where were you, Dane? I was with Ashley. 
you know, Ashley from here. Because then you could be like, we can go to Ashley and corroborate the story. But if you were like, where were you, Dane? I was out with some guy that works for that company. Mm. That's vague. Yeah. But we've forgotten about that. And now it's like, look at Megan's face. Blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I feel like, um, yeah, the media coverage is a large part of the distraction. But I suppose what's been, I guess the frustration from a lot of people has been this this whole, uh, every time it's like, you know, there seems to be a lot of racial bias towards Megan. There's no racism in England. Racism? We're not racist. And if you, don't, if you think we are, go back to where you came from. <laughs> All right. What? What? Like we're not racist. If you think we're racist, then maybe you should eat this banana, huh? And that's and for me, it's like I say to people now that like race race people that are racist have been racist, will be racist, and you know, are racist. And and really I guess prejudice because a lot of the time when you hear people that spout racial rhetoric, they're not racist in the sense that like they can say Go back to where you came from. But it's really Amber Rudd, who was the person that sent deported people who were eligible to stay here and then destroyed their documents so they couldn't prove their citizenship and allowed people to die in exile while they're away due to an administrative error. So why we like have this idea that it's working class white men who have all of this racial rhetoric, it's middle class people and people that are in control of the economy that are actually affecting these things that affect people directly. And so I guess... Uh, it's a very strange, not so much, the denial of racism in this country is a very strange thing. And it really shows like a weird, weird short memory of people in this country. Because the McPherson inquiry after Stephen Lawrence was stabbed mm-hmm. was in the 90s. Yep. That's just the 90s. That's yep. not that long ago. Yep. Like I was, I was alive for that. Yep. That was like a investigation which proved conclusively that law enforcement in the UK has institutional racism. So, but I don't remember anyone losing their job over it. So I'm like, where where would that have gone if no one's lost their job over it? Mm. Because in the same way that like, now veganism is now more accepted part of popular culture. It's now recognized as a philosophical belief. They can now get you, KFC are doing a plant based burger. Bro, Burger King are burger doing King. a plant based. They called burger. burger King. <laughs> but despite that, yeah, that doesn't mean that now everyone's become, become a vegan. No, so. And that's another part of that's because even though and that, even though people have said there are some health issues with eating meat, but at the same time, people have been told for years, and you see it for years in your media and everything that eating meat is indicative of like a good life. Whenever you see like the quintessential banquet yep. in period dramas or medieval dramas, there's always going to be the big gammon on the table, going to be the centerpiece. Yep. Christmas is always the turkey, yep. like. Even when you play computer games, when you're playing like Final Fight and stuff, you're picking yeah. up a if turkey. You pick up the, if you pick up the apple, you get 20, 30%. Yeah, you, pick you pick up the, up the turkey, turkey, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So you've been taught all your life yeah. that meat is a good thing. So the idea that people tomorrow will be like, nope, no more meat. That transition is not going to happen straight away. So yeah. by the same token, if people have been told for years that they are superior because of their race to other people, yeah. even the idea that tomorrow they'll be like, ah, oh, oh, I'll change tomorrow then. Yeah. Why would you expect that of this of the human condition? So for me, like the race issue, I mean that's not new. This denial of racism is crazy. 
And that includes black and brown people that deny racism. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are someone who's like, oh, well, my friend's black and brown racist, fuck your friend. They're trying to rape your kids. They're going to kidnap your children and take them to an alien planet. Because if you're black and brown and you've never experienced racism on this planet, you're fucking alien. Very confused. Because Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder are both blind and they both have songs about racism. So mm. if two blind people can see racism, how the fuck can you not see it? And if you think you're better than a fucking black person that can play piano with your eyes closed, you're a prick. Your black friend is not that good. That's why they're your black friend, because they suck. And your brown friend is a fucking liar, because they can't play the piano better than Stevie Wonder. You know they can't. In fact, they're friends with you because they can't do all the other black things that let them hang out with other black people. And they're resentful about that fact. That's why they hang out with you. And say stuff like, I've never seen, there's no, I've never seen racism before. How, how could you not have seen it? Like, I know I've, I've never seen a cat's dick erect, yeah? But I know they have them. There's enough evidence for me to know that cats have dicks because they're mammals and they make kittens. Mm, so mm. cats must have a dick. I don't go looking for cats' dicks, but I know there's a cat's dick, right? I know cats have dicks. So be, oh, I've never experienced racism before. I've never heard of it before. How could you have never heard it before? It's like, you know, people say there's six degrees of separation. Mm. Like, I've never been to prison, but I know people that have been to prison. Yeah. So I know it exists. And you know what it's like. Yeah. I know what it's like. Yeah. So in the same way, like... I've never been to the moon, but people have spoken about it, so I assume people have gone. Mm. I've never even been to Italy, but it must be there because enough people have told me what it's like. Mm -hmm. So how you're like, you're telling me you've reached an adult age on this planet where you've never experienced, you've never heard racism before. Like for you to not have experienced, race, heard about racism, you'd have to not heard of black people. Have the, have even as, not a black, as a black or yeah, brown person, yeah. for you to know there's no racism because you can listen to the biography or the journey of most black acts. Like you think about the Motown, for example. Doesn't matter who they are, like they can be the Supremes. At some point there's that point where they go, and what was it like travelling down the south? And they go, Whoa. <sighs> Whoa. Yeah. yeah. You know. You know. Like yeah. Quincy Jones is still alive, you know? Yeah. So we you know the guy and for those of you who that's the guy who did the theme tune for Austin Powers. Yep. And I know you remember fucking Austin Powers. He can tell you like, you know, people used to shoot at our tour buses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So people acting like you've never heard it before. You're like, if you have a black or brown friend who's never heard of racism, I won't even have them around your children because they can't be human beings. Mm -hmm. Where could they? Where, where would they have not heard of it before? You, for you to even be aware of race, you have to be aware of racism. So, yeah, it, it, there's there's no other way it wouldn't work. It's like you could even listen to how people spoke in your own families. This so for me, the denial of racism is much, much, much worse than even racism existing. But you know, and but. I would even say that I've gotten to a point now where it's like I don't even feel the need to meet people on a hostile level and be like, of course it's racism because these are the, also probably the same people who are like, ah, climate change going to be all right. I mean, <laughs> is there a real problem with the environment? Australia's on fire, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. On, literally on fire. The whole thing, It's bro. on fire. The whole of Australia. So, you but, know, yeah. I, I personally feel like, and people, you're just trying to stoke a race war. If that is the case, these black and brown people who deny racism exist, you can have them, you know? You can have them on mm. your side and mm. hang out with them. Because, mm. I, I don't know, maybe if these are the only people that were left, then they, then they would see. Mm -hmm. But, mm. you know, it's, it's, but again, it's not just a racing, it's, it's a human thing. And if people perceive that to be the winning team, mm. you know, I wouldn't, these like, I call them like race traits and that, but they're like glory hunters. And as far as they're aware that like, you know, this is the, this is the dominant, dominant side. And so, if I align myself with them, then maybe I'll be okay. But it's like, you know, every for every for every Megatron, there's a Starscream in it. So it's a good analogy. 
I love the way you just brought that back to Transformers yeah, out, yeah. Of no, out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, how, how do you think comedy can help us in this turbulent time though? How um, will your comedy help well, us? Well, I think comedy's always helped. I think comedy was one of the, definitely one of the first uh, genres of art which allowed for the historically oppressed to have a voice. You know, uh, a known, predominantly white saying is if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Mm-hmm. And that's why comedy has always been very effective of being able to rationalise oppression or rationalise your situation is that by, you know, sometimes trying to meet and people with your fists and try and solve problems or meet like hostility with hostility isn't always effective. Whereas ridicule can be very effective. Mm. If you can, you can beat somebody up, but then, you know, as the world is taught us, that's very easy, especially if to make you look like the aggressor. Whereas if you ridicule somebody, like if people can't really, like you can, if someone's trying to hit you, you can shoot them and stop them hitting you. But if everyone's laughing at you, it's a lot harder for them to kind of deal with that. Mm. And so comedy has always been a very effective way of like, I think on the one hand, being a good tool for social justice and by ridiculing oppressors and ridiculing their basis for oppression, then you can dismantle that. Um, you know, because for example, like it's like when people were like, well, I've uploaded videos and they'd be like, I can't understand what this guy's saying or like he's talking too black. And I'm like, so you can't understand me, yeah? But you'll take your stupid kids to watch Minions for two fucking hours. And I'm sorry, how does a page of script work in Minions? Mm, how does that mm. take? Because I never heard them even speak English before. Mm-mm. Not real English. Mm-mm. So if you can watch you know, fucking, I suppose, like, ra- racially yeah. and, and uh, sexually ambiguous beings do gibberish mm. for an hour and a half. You can understand exactly. me if you really wanted to. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, um, so comedy is kind of useful for the ridiculing certain ideas. I think it's very good for, like, breaking down and uh, barriers and, and being an icebreaker to have these conversations in the first place. Nice. But just giving that, and just, but just giving that honest account that is not subject to, like, media censorship or conformity for the sake of appeasing, like, you know, appeasing, like, uh, dominant powers and stuff as well. And just opening people's worlds up uh, to a, yeah, eyes up to a world they haven't seen before. I think, you know, given, like, things like Brexit votes and stuff, I imagine a lot of comedians had an idea of what they felt the, uh, I guess, the, the, the pulse of the country was like. But when I was touring, like, nobody was like, what's he doing here? Get him off the stage. What's going on? Mm. So, you know, and I think, you know, I think if it's left to external sources for people to interact and to leave that to like, you know, uh, television punditry or like uh, news coverage or news editorial, mm. we're never going to be able to talk to each other. So yeah. I think comedy provides an honest form of politics that's very much needed for human interaction these days, especially. Definitely, man. And and where can we get tickets to your show? Because I really want to make sure our audience kind of... Uh, so the show is uh, available on my website, which is danebaptiste.co.uk. Uh, and it's also available uh, on Live Nation UK as well. Nice, nice. So, uh, yeah. And When's it kicking off? Master. So the show begins on 20th of February at uh, the South Street Art Centre in Reading. Nice. Uh, but also for anyone based in London, I'll be doing a residency at the Soho Theatre from the 6th to the 20th of March. Sick. Um, so that'll be real fun as well. Um, but yeah, I'll be all over the UK and then in Aus- Australia and New Zealand uh, for April and May as well. Is the end? This is not Joe. Is the fires and stuff? Is that affecting kind of where you're going to go, or is that not? Um, I I don't think it's for people I spoke to. I don't think they're, they're dealing with it directly. Okay. But you know what? It's interesting because you could argue like, is it affecting us? And I think you know you could argue something in the city won't affect me. But listen, mm. I, I think the fires are almost like a good analogy of rep- of representing human humans and our effect on each other and on the planet. Because I feel like when you look at phenomena like gentrification. The idea is that people move to another area to enjoy more economic prosperity and have more affordable housing or, you know, to realise opportunities. But it's like, 
what we're not really dealing with, even though people, the people that have the money to move to certain parts of London, for example, I'm not saying they're bad people. Like you're moving somewhere where you want to, you know, realize economic prosperity, be near to work, have a life for your family. I, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, if you have a certain level of income and a certain level of political awareness, maybe the issue isn't finding somewhere to live in London. The issue is housing in general. And so maybe we should be, instead of like just trying to find places like, oh, what's left? Is South East London left? Is East London left? That's affordable. Maybe there should be a conversation amongst people at Transit being like, we need to work out how to make affordable housing for everyone mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah. in the same way with the Australia thing, I say that because it's like, if you look at issues, whether it's like racial tensions or like class division or economics, it's like, this has been burning since like 2008, mm -hmm. right? And in that space of time, we gave billions and billions to be bailing out banks in a free economy. Now, a lot of these banks we have bailed out are now reporting profits. Yep. But we're supposed to be the shareholders that bailed them out in the first place. Mm -hmm. So how are people like losing their housing, having bedroom tax and losing disability benefit, but the people that we bailed out and became the majority shareholders of these banks so they can still work and now making money. So bonuses, that's been burning. Yeah. And then we've ignored that. Then we've ignored the fact that like, this is a mistake that wasn't made by taxpayers this was made by private banks and mm -hmm. corporations and the very wealthy elite and the politicians and plutocrats to serve them so rather than holding them to account they've been like it's not our fault it's because there's immigrants and that's what's causing the problem it's not nothing to do with the fact that you went and financed the war which is still in its trillions and we're still in occupation in afghanistan still occupying iraq now potentially doing the same in iran so there's a deployment in all this parts of the middle east the first couple of wars haven't even been paid for. These people are coming home now with post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm. Still don't even have access. So people are like, oh, support heroes and buy a poppy. I did support heroes because I had to pay for a fucking NHS. That's why. So if they need medical care, then they can get it without having to pay through the nose mm. for it. Mm. That is how I support them. Me buying a plastic fucking flower, nice, but not particularly effective. I'd much rather they have a plastic catheter so they don't have to fucking piss in the bag. Mm. So... Then that's ignored, so then that fire begins to spread. So then as we're stoking these flames and these tensions, then everyone starts having all this existential angst of, will I be able to be able to pass on and feed my kids and pass on our generational values in the next two generations? I can't do that because I can't afford to. Whose fault is that? Well, it must be these immigrants. Well, they're taking some, why are they coming here? Because you've been occupying people's countries for the last fucking 10 years, so they've got nowhere to live. So people in Syria had a... These a good lifestyle, just regular people, just like you. People living in Syria are no different to people that would be living in fucking Surrey. Mm -hmm. But then they have a proxy war where superpowers are all fighting in place, so they've got to leave. It's like, you really think people are like, oh man, you know, as nice as the sun is here in the Middle East with this temperate climate, you know, I want to live Macedonia. No one's saying that ever. They never have. So now people are crossing these things, and it's like, oh, what? All these people are showing up in dinghies and stuff. What's with all these asylum seekers? Because war is an economy, and Economies are supposed to grow. So now it means people are investing in war, which means that they are creating conditions that require asylum. So again, we're continuing to ignore all of these external things that are all contributing to what people perceive to be their problems now. So this fire continues to spread. And even though as much as we complain about on social media and stuff, if you're living in the West, you're still part of the global elite. You're still part of the global middle class where if you turn on a tap and water comes out of that tap, you are in a top like 90th percentile on this planet just by having access to running water mm -hmm. so the way I say the reason I say it like that is because like when I say something to my friends in like Sydney they're like so we're not dealing with the flames but what we are dealing with is smoke and we're not being able to see stuff as well and that's going to have a long term effect because now people yeah. are starting to inhale it very slowly so yeah. you're not directly affected like because we've lost billions of wildlife but mm -hmm. very slowly just having the presence of smoke means it's coming to us and I just think it's the same situation with society right now is that all of the uh, actions in terms of like foreign policy and like globalization 
these things are having effects. While they may have benefited us, those things come at a price. Everything comes at a certain sacrifice. And I'm part of that as well. Like, I like having an iPhone, but I'm also aware that there is an exploitation of people in the Congo to get that coltan, you know, for me to realise this technological comfort. That being said, then I have to be aware that if people from South Central Africa show up requiring asylum because, like, people are having proxy wars fighting over these resources i got to take some responsibility of in course, that. Of course, of course, you know, of course. In the same way, I might have nice clothes, but if there's a situation whereby, you know, sweatshops mean that now kids are trying to find asylum or if I'm not being taken care of how I dispose of my refuse and contributing to, like, climate change or environment and conditions because people put stuff in a bin, you don't know where it goes. You just It's a faith system, recycling, essentially. So we have no idea how that really works. But again, now you're creating a... You're creating ecological migrants because mm. if you lived in the outback, you live in Australia, well, I've got nowhere to live now. So I've got to find somewhere to live. Of course. So you're going to move. So why is it any different? So I just feel that like socially we're getting to a point where like in the West you've been privileged enough not to see the fire, but now you're starting to see the smoke yeah. and starting to inhale it. And yeah. you have to get to a point where if you aren't going to be prepared to say you can see the fire, you're going to inhale the smoke anyway. I'm feeling so woke. <laughs> I feel woke, yeah. man. But I mean, that's, that's the thing. People like... Even the fact that people, have, if you notice, like people are ridiculing in terms like woke, like nah, <laughs> man, yeah, like, yeah, nah, I nah, Piers nah. Morgan was saying, oh, yeah. Meghan Markle, she's so woke. So this idea of being woke is like something now to be reduced or see ridiculous. It's like if you're not, you must be asleep then. And yeah, exactly, then, exactly. You know, and then it, and it's funny because then these analogies continue because like you have like an American dream. Well, you gotta be asleep to dream, mm-hmm. you know. And again, in that situation, it's like there's only so long you can sleep before something rouses you from sleep, you know. So mm. or like. Same with the Congolese proverb is like, sleep is the cousin of death, right? Exactly, so yeah. There's just a matter of time before people be able to sleep and ignore it. I just think we've been able to have the privilege of obliviousness. We all have discussions about privilege, dispensing from racism and stuff like that. The privilege of obliviousness has been a benefit for people a long time. Like this advent of like technology means like there are certain people who have been told their whole lives that they are superior and they are like, you know, benevolent just by being born a certain way and being yeah. born in a certain place yeah and social media showing them no you're not actually yeah, special exactly and a lot of people are not dealing with that very well they're not yeah and they're I not. Think that's part of it but yeah. you know i just think as like i said we talk about technology and we talk about like human interaction and stuff and i think you're seeing even when we have discussions about gender and the fluidity of gender and stuff it's because people are now taking a lot of sensibilities that they are learning from interacting with like artificial intelligence and that's beginning to now migrate into human society because mm. you can be whoever you want on the internet yeah so now people are like well i want to be that in real life as well so you're seeing how artificial intelligence is migrating to human reality mm-hmm. and vice versa as well and so i just think we're just getting to a stage where you know post-war we had like you know healthcare and consumption became a thing and you know a lot of benefits like where it's like being able to freeze food and being able to eat ice cream in the winter like a lot of creature comforts yeah that have a banana or have fruit have and a veg banana, yeah, stuff have, yeah even like people all year like, round yeah i mean even people are like i care about the environment and i do yoga yeah but like you really think you're having fucking avocados in hackney every day that requires a certain element of capitalism for that to be realized like because mm-hmm. avocados don't grow in this country mm-hmm. so We've enjoyed these comforts for a long time and we've just gotten to this point where it's like, okay, cool. That's as far as it would go. It don't last forever. In the same way that like there were certain elements of like pre-war or like even I suppose during the 70s and 80s and rent to buy and that allowed people to have homes and be able to get on the ladder, but only to a certain extent. And I think we're now just arriving at the apex of this last incarnation of human existence in the West. And so 
everything's going to have to change. Ideas about race, they have to change. They're not relevant anymore. Ideas about gender, they're going to have to change. Just ideas about spirituality, they're going to have to change. Mm. Ideas of classifying what makes a human, if now everyone can get cosmetic surgery, mm. that's going to have to change too. Yeah. So it's really just a question of like, you're going to have to, you can be asleep if you want to, man. Now you're going to have to wake up because it's time to change the sheets, basically. 100%. So yeah, <laughs> she's need changing, getting, getting kind of shitty and sticky. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, thank you for coming to the show. Yeah, my I, pleasure, I, man. I, I, it was good to see you, man. <laughs> what a way to end it. Uh, make sure you check out Dave's show. Do you want to tell us all what it is called and where we can yes. find it all again? Uh, just one more time. So yeah, so the show is uh, Dame Baptiste. The show is called The Chocolate Chip. Um, if you want to try before you buy it, then uh, please do check out my YouTube channel. Uh, I have a lot of clips on there. Uh, and check out all my good social media and stuff yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, for any listings for uh, local gigs near you, just go to damebaptiste.co.uk. Thank you, everybody. Cheers. Right, well, this has been How to Kill an Hour. I've been Marcus Bronzy. Um, make sure you follow us on all social medias at How to Kill an Hour. Um, I'm at Marcus Bronzy, B R O N Z Y. Plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time with us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.